Hello and welcome all you energy addicts out there to another episode of the Find It, Grind It podcast. I'm your host, David Bauer, and this is episode number four. And in today's show, we will have, we will have information about the Gold Rush Gravel Grinder that happened on June 9th. I missed it because I was working. Also, we will talk about the packet pickup party coming June 29th for the Coal Country Gravel Grinder here in Gillette. Coal Country Festival, we'll have some good information about that and what's all going on for your families. And then finally, the races information. So thanks again for tuning in to episode number four. Let's get right into it. All right. First thing I want to talk about is the Gold Rush Gravel Grinder from our neighbors and um, Spearfish, South Dakota's beautiful country over there. Spearfish Canyon and Canyon is unforgettable. It's just breathtaking winding through the canyon, whether on motorcycle, bicycle, car, uh, everything in between. But we prefer that you take it on a bicycle, of course. I'm going to read a little bit about... Uh, the gold rush here on their website um, i haven't made it yet but the bread and butter part of this podcast is me going to these races getting interviews that's something that i really want to strive to do um, i like sitting here talking to you in the energy attic studio of course but i prefer to get out there and um, do the races cover the races speak with um, um, riders that come and and uh, do the events and that's what i enjoy that's why i wanted to do the podcast so that's something that I strive to do and, and look forward to doing in the future for everybody out there listening. So here we go. The Gold Rush Gravel Grinder is the Black Hills Premier Gravel Road Race. It is 110 miles long. It's a single loop that will take you through the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. This area is rich in history and was once a big part of the Great Dakota Boom and Gold Rush in the Black Hills. The event is intended to be a fun yet challenging endurance gravel road race ride that will use open public access gravel and dirt roads through the Black Hills National Forest and guess what, into Wyoming. You spend almost half of your racing time in Wyoming. That's why I love this race um, and I look forward to doing it in the future. One thing I should note is these organizers do a 70 mile route called the Gold Dust, a 110 mile route called the Gold Rush, and then 210 miles that is the Mother Load. So they offer three route options for you guys to choose from, and they all enter into Wyoming. I, I'm not sure about the 70-miler, but I know that the Gold Rush and the Mother Load, you definitely spend half of your racing time in Wyoming. But it is all the Black Hills, and that's what makes it beautiful and great. So the course consists uh, mostly of gravel, some dirt, possibly some mud, and a bit of pavement. Uh, we don't want pavement, do we? But uh, while we're rolling over open prairie, meandering through beautiful canyons with flowing creeks, exploring the deep forest, and climbing to several spectacular vistas, the race is intended for people familiar to gravel riding that can average a minimum of 10 miles per hour of pace. This is a semi-supported race due to limited access to water and cell reception with over 7,000 feet of climbing. That 110-mile route sounds like a lot of fun, most definitely. Um, having aid stations and all that stuff, doing pretty much what we do here at the Wyoming Gravel Grinder Series. I know the Gold Rush people, they've been doing it for a lot longer than we have or I have. The Sheridan guys that do the Dead Swede, they host other events. So they've been at it for a while down in Casper. They've been at it for a while and Lander at the Wild 131. So myself and uh, Savory, 
the Battle of the Gravel. We have uh, just dipping our toes into this and just getting started, but we have a lot of fun stuff that we include with our races, and they're uh, well-stocked, fully-stocked aid stations, uh, bathrooms, all that good stuff. Camping and lodging is hooked up for you guys. I'm going to jump over to the mother load now. This race is 210 miles. It's uh, about as awesome as the DK200, that's for sure. The mother load, this race is not for beginners, and you must have completed the Gold Rush race or a similar race of at least 100 miles before registering for this event. It is a 210-mile ride that will take you on a tour through both the northern and southern Black Hills of South Dakota. There is a total of... 185 to 190 miles of pure gravel with the rest being pavement it is 190 miles of gravel that that still qualifies for a good gravel ride anyways it is a challenging course with 13,000 feet of climbing the gravel in the hills is unique in that there aren't a lot of rolling hills you will usually be doing long steady climbs and descents on roads that don't make many 90 degree turns but rather wind their way through the beautiful Black Hills landscape. Wind? <laughs> wind. You will wind your way through the beautiful Black Hills landscape. During the ride, you will get to enjoy a section of the famed Mickelson Trail, where you will take a car-free winding path through the woods, crossing a multitude of bridges and growing... Good Lord. Going through three tunnels. That's pretty sweet. This race is a self-supported race and you will need to carry all of your own food and water. All riders will have from 5 a.m. to 2.30 a.m. to complete the ride. After this, you will not be given a finishing time. And there won't be anyone or anything at the finish line. Well, that about wraps that up for sure. You better hustle your arse. So race start time is 5 a.m. in Spearfish City Park. The start is a five-mile natural rollout with an escort out of town. Once onto the gravel, the racing will officially begin. And then they have the aid stations. Uh, mile 36, mile 69, 123, 152, and mile 172 back at the Trailhead Lodge. Another one there. And it says the Trailhead Lodge with an 11.30 p.m. cutoff time. So if you're not at uh, checkpoint... Checkpoint number four by 11.30 p.m., then you're out of luck and on your own. I do want to read a little bit about the support crew because this is exactly the same for pretty much all the Wyoming Gravel Grinder Series events. Every rider must have a support person. It is the support person's job to meet their rider at each checkpoint and make sure they are accounted for at the end of the day. Every checkpoint will have a landline that you can use to call your support person. So... I'm not going to read all of this, but it's pretty much similar to the Wyoming Gravel Grinder series. We don't need people going to every aid station. Um, I, I personally have, if you've read through my information on the energyaddicts.net, I have aid station number two and aid station number four. That is where family, friends, fan support crew, all that stuff can meet you, um, all that good stuff. So I have... Um, limited volunteers and people that run out there and i cannot be finding people to uh, have a support crew for every single person there's not going to be any additional fees to provide a support support crew nothing like that if you break down you can't get back you need to have a phone on you you need to contact somebody that is at the starting finish line 
or somebody that's going to the Arveda um, aid station or somebody that can come pick you up. That That's just bottom line. I, I don't have the resources to do that and I will never provide the resources to do that. This is a self-supported event, this Coal Country Gravel Grinder. And we do our best. We have people that are going out there checking it out, seeing if it's okay. Um, it's not like, oh gosh, you know, go out there and ride and, and you're all alone. There are people going out there taking pictures and doing all that fun stuff. But it is best if you come prepared that if you cannot finish the race, you have somebody that can come pick you up. Um, if you're in between checkpoints, something like that, you've got 10 miles to walk out of 25. We definitely don't want you doing that. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, come prepared to have family or friends or, or fans or whatever you got there that can provide you some support so that's basically it um this is it will make sure you get through all checkpoints before the cutoff time so yeah heading through all the aid stations every aid station volunteer has a list of bib numbers and names so they will be checking off that you have made it to every um, aid station and that you are continuing on so that is that's something that we do here, and it looks like that's what they do there as well. So the Gold Rush Gravel Grinder in Spearfish, South Dakota is is uh, truly a great event, and you should put it on your bucket list. I was working night shifts. June 9th is when this took place, so I couldn't make it over there. Next year, hopefully, I get the time off and, um, and make it over there. Hopefully, I can do the 70-mile route or the 110, whatever. I, I probably won't be doing the 210, but, but I'll definitely check out one of the other two. So that's awesome. Let's get into the packet pickup party. So the packet pickup party is going to be June 29th. That's right here in Gillette, Wyoming at the Big Loss Meadery on Gillette Avenue. It is required that all racers do their best to um, attend this. My wife, the lovely Mrs. Bauer, Crystal Bauer is cooking up some, I think, uh, oh gosh, fajitas or chimichangas. I don't know what she's doing. She's got a whole bunch of them. She's going to be pr providing some homemade food down there, um, some homemade desserts. I think it's brownies, cookies, all that good stuff. That'll be for free for all the participants to come down there and pick up your your swag bags. We have um, for from the visitor center here in Gillette. They provide the bags and information about Gillette, Devil's Tower, um, all the awesome stuff that uh, you want to learn about for coming to this area is in that bag plus we have some koozies from a and b bank other sponsors um some goo gels some just just different stuff we're going to have in those swag bags that is very important that you come and pick up because your race bib number is also in there so that way you have your bib number and um, you can attach it to your bike and be ready to go let's see here what else is going on down there there's there's mead of course there's wild man mead crazy woman mead Everything's going to be at happy hour all night um, for all the racers. So we don't provide free beer because we're not uh, connected to the Black Tooth Brewing. Yes, they are a series sponsor, but um, we are we happen to be at an establishment that serves beer and mead. So come down there, get your pillow, John. Grab your swag bags. Enjoy some free food, free grub. It's it's a great time. Um, cornhole uh beer pong there's all sorts of stuff going on down there at big loss all the time so they'll be ready for your arrival we'll be ready we'll have all your stuff and um let's see the t-shirts now the, the women's t-shirts the gravel girl shirts those are only going to the winners and uh the top three women of each race category 
Now the shirts for the men, uh, I think I have two men volunteers, so they're going to them as well. The men actually are getting uh, Coal Country Gravel Grinder cycling caps, so those are going to them to the top three finishers as well. Um, let's see, the packet pickup party is from 5 to 8 p.m., and so there won't be shirts for everybody, but there will be all, a lot of good stuff after you race and um, you win some prizes. And, and if you're not in the top three of each event, there will be some other good stuff for you, no doubt. So on to the next thing. We're going to talk about the festival. The festival is awesome because it brings the entire community of Gillette, downtown Gillette, to enjoy some mead, some beer, some food. There'll be Pokey's Barbecue down there. Pokey's is going to cook up a lot of awesome stuff. They have pulled pork, pulled chicken, beef. They've got oh all sorts of stuff. Um, the brisket, uh, you name it, they got it down there. Um, they're, they're also going to be serving some beer if you don't like mead or Big Lost beer. I think they'll be serving the Blacktooth brand um, from Sheridan. Uh, I think, I don't know if we're going to have Coors or, or Budweiser, but we might. So they're going to be serving the food for all the um, all the festival comers. So it's open to the public. It's free for the public. We're going to have three games for the kids. This is not only open to the public and, and, um, and for the Gillette residents. It's for your, your families coming, your wife, your kids. If you're out there racing or your husband and, and your kids, it's, it's for everyone to enjoy all day while you're out there grinding either the 136 miles that could take you from 6 to 8 hours, the 55 miler take you about 3 to 4 hours, or the 25. You got your kids out there racing and, and you want, you're waiting at the finish line. The festival is there for everyone. So don't just bring yourself, bring your, bring your families. Uh, the, the festival is for all of that. Now, the kids' games, we're going to have a bicycle tire toss. Uh, we have a big bicycle tire that the kids have to throw a little tire through. They don't have to do it, um, you know, any number of times. They're just doing it to have fun. It's going to be set up in there for any kid to do at any moment. There's no winners. There's no losers. The buckets and the candy sponsored by Home Depot. Each of these games are going to have a five-gallon bucket full of all sorts of candy. And once these, these buckets are empty, then that's it. But uh, they are starting out the day full of candy. The next one will be the sprocket throw. So we got the crank with the crank arm, and you throw it into some hay bales with a target on it. That's going to be fun for the kids to do. And uh, they just try to hit the target, try to stab the... <laughs> try to stab the the crank in there so the the sprocket or whatever so that's going to be a good one that one also be having candy and then we're going to have the ladder toss i was going to do the coal throw we're winding down the days here right before the festival i'm trying to do the coal throw um, but that requires a piece of wood and three different sizes of bicycle rims and uh, you got to knock the rims over and all that fun stuff so i do not know if i'll have that completed I had to build the awards podium and all that fun stuff. I'm trying to get it all buttoned up here before the end, so we'll see. If not, we will just have the regular old uh, ladder toss where you got the two balls on the ropes and you throw them over the ladder, all that fun stuff. And it's a good game for on the beach if you've ever been to Florida or, or anywhere. Uh, the ladder toss game is a good time. We also have cornhole going on. Um, we are going to have uh, Jenga. Lots of fun games for the entire family. On that note, we're going to have the 
back to the vendors, we're going to have the goalie snow to go right here in Gillette. So there's going to be snow cones going on. That's going to be fantastic. And um, I'll have my younger son, Corbin. He's the one that knocked out the dead sweet little rippers. So he's going to be running the Coca-Cola trailer. Now, until supplies last in the Coca-Cola trailer, there is free Coca-Cola, free vitamin waters, and free waters. So this is for all of the festival participants. Um, anybody that comes out to attend will get a free Coca-Cola or whatever. Now, Coca-Cola sponsored us the trailer for the day. And they gave us like six cases of Coke, six cases of vitamin waters and, and all this good stuff. So we're sponsored by Coca-Cola. All these are for free. So he's going to be there. Um, you can definitely tip him if you want to. And uh, let's see. Oh, the face painting. Hands-on pottery. Hands-on pottery is going to be down there. And um, I think it's like $2 to get your face painted. I'm not real sure. Um, not only that, she's going to have a, a bunch of rocks. You can do rock painting. So that's pretty sweet. That will be on the game side, on the game side over there. So get your face painted. Hopefully get a little tricycle or a, a bike tire. Maybe, maybe you could get your kids um, bike tire glasses. That would be pretty funny. Anyways, they're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff down there. So come on down to the festival and enjoy that. Bring the whole family. Oh, before I forget, 11 a.m. is the awesome, wonderful Kids Bicycle Float Parade. Race participants, if you're coming over with your, with your family, um, you're coming over with your kids, all that good stuff, nieces, nephews, whatever you got, um, you can register them for free. It's a free event. Um, they'll get an official race bib number for the Coal Country Gravel Grinder. And then they just um, they show up at 10:30 a.m. They'll get their race bib numbers and get ready. So um, they just you and your kids decorate your bike, their bicycles, decorate them. Um, there's more information on our Facebook page, facebook.com/nrgaddicts. Um, basically, what they do is they just get decorated up, and um, they're gonna take and do two laps around some cones, and then everybody that's there basically will be um cheering on the top six let's say the best top six best decorated and um then we'll narrow it down to the top three so every single kid's going to get a candy bag little swag bag for them and uh, the top three will win um medals cycling medals and then they'll also win um both books that are published by Buddy Pegs. Uh, Buddy Pegs is a podcast uh, for kids. They also have um, storybooks. So they have B is for Bicycles. That's one of their books and Leading the Way. So they get those books. And then the parade is also sponsored by Prime Rib Restaurant. So that restaurant is um, giving the top three best decorated kids $25 gift certificates. So the night after the race, if you want to, you can go down there and enjoy a nice meal. Um, all that good stuff. So while you're out there racing, your kids could be participating in a parade and get their bikes all decorated and getting excited about riding bikes. It's summertime. It's the time for parades. It's almost 4th of July. And uh, it's time for kids to get out there, get them out on the trails, get them out on the gravel, get them out on the road, just get them out there and get them riding. So yeah, sign them up for the bicycle parade. That would be fantastic to see more kids. We're allowing 50 and all 50 are winners. There are no losers and it's for free. Now, race information. Race information. This is really important. 
the local coffee shop is just south of the race start. The first race, the 136, starts at 6 a.m. These ladies are going to open up early. If you want a free coffee, there's free black coffee, not the five, six dollar, three dollar, whatever you get with all the sugar and all the all the um, mocha choca lattes, whatever you got there. This is this is Wyoming, and uh, and and real men drink black coffee. I'm going to leave it at that. But there's free coffee down there. There will be bagels. So they'll be open from 5 a.m. until 9, giving away free black coffee. Of course, you can get sugar and stuff in there, whatever, but but uh, not the not the mocha lattes, whatever you, you want there. Those are, um, I don't know, a lot, a lot of sugar and all that stuff. But there is going to be free coffee down there for all the race participants. Go in there with your bib numbers, whatever, and get a free bagel and free coffee before you start your, your race. Um, so 6 a.m., Right out front of Big Loss Meadery, the gun start will go off at 6 a.m. Make sure you be down there. Um, parking, we have a parking garage by the First Interstate Bank. It's right behind it. You can park in there, unload. You can warm up right into the, uh, the start line. You can park anywhere on Gillette Avenue. But we prefer that you either use the parking garage or the um, just north of Big Loss Meadery is Lulabelle's Cafe. Right to the west of that is a huge parking lot for the Burlington Northern Santa Fe, the, the rail yard there. So um, park in the, in the rail yard parking lot. You'll have plenty of room to warm up before the race and, and, and prepare. So you can get your bikes out of your truck or van or car, whatever you got, and um, have plenty of room there to get yourself prepped. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. is where the 55 milers start, right off front of Big Big Loss Meadery, same place. The 25 milers will start at 8 a.m. Parking is the same. Same rules apply. Use the Burlington Northern Santa Fe BNSF par- parking lot or the uh, parking garage. You can park on Gillette Avenue, but I don't recommend it. Uh, all day it's going to see traffic and all that stuff. It's a Saturday, so please park in the parking garage off of Gillette Avenue behind First Interstate Bank, and please use the parking lot at BNSF. Okay, that being said, after the racers start, let's talk a little bit about the the course, I guess. After the racers start for the 136, my wife will be the pilot car for you 136 milers. We will take the pavement all the way out to Cheetah Road and where it wise at Montgomery Road and at Cheetah, we will take a right and she will be guiding you guys out there and gals to the 25-mile point. At that point, she'll be sped ahead of you guys up there quite a ways. She'll have her hatchback popped open on the terrain. And that's where your first aid station will be. Um, she will have vitamin waters, goo gels, bananas. Um, she'll have a whole bunch of stuff in there for you guys to enjoy at your 25-mile mark. From that point on. She is going to turn off, head back to town, and that is where your um, your self-sustaining adventure begins. You will be on your own until you make it to Arveda. And Arveda, Wyoming is roughly the 50-mile mark there. You'll get to Arveda, and you take a right. And when you take a right there, you're going to hit the Arveda bar. That's going to be the aid station. It'll be on the porch there. Um, again, we'll have Coca-Cola products there. We'll have Coca-Cola there, water, vitamin water, goo gels, bananas, all that fun stuff. So after our Veda, if you want to skip that aid station, you just take a left. I'll have, a, I'll have this, uh, the route all, 
all uh, marked out for you guys. There'll be orange signs that say bikes on road and you'll have arrows on them pointing what way to go. After you leave Arveda though, you either take a right and go to the aid station or you take a left. If you take a left, you're going to wind around the bend. You'll pass an old homestead. You'll pass a, um, a white little church, an old schoolhouse. There's not much to Arveda. Um, but that's where you start to get into a little bit of the trees, passing cattle ranches, and following the Powder River. Almost every single hill climb that you get to, you'll be able to see the Powder River off to your left and see it twisting and turning. And, and, it, and it's kind of hard-packed dirt. So um, uh, the majority of the gravel on your way out to Arveda is, is gravel roads. If you look on our Facebook page or our, or our uh, Instagram, you'll be able to see, see pictures of the gravel that we have. But it's 35, or no, 34 miles from Arveda to the Powder River rest stop. In between there, we're going to have another aid station. Um, so, oh no, wait, let me back up a little bit. As soon as you take a left or or go straight from the aid station out of Arveda, there is a serious hill climb. So, um, if you went into the Arveda bar and had a cold beer, you're going to be sobered up immediately, <laughs> to tell you the truth. But this climb is awesome. That will be a Strava segment, that hill climb from Arveda. And um, you, you'll be on the rolling hills going south following the Powder River. And like I said before, it's beautiful. The river's amazing. Um, it's, it's muddy. It's not clear. You're not in Minnesota or Canada or anything awesome like that. It is a muddy river, but a lot of fishing going on. And um, it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable. And it's something that you will love to see um, going forward on your 136-mile gravel grinder of love there so anyways you make it down to another homestead this old homestead property will be the peanut butter jelly time aid station we will have not only goo gels um not only bananas not only water coca-cola all that good stuff we're gonna have uncrustables so grab yourself an uncrustable peanut butter and jelly little mini circle sandwich and enjoy it then you will head down south to the powder river rest stop that, that is the second place that you can use the restroom. So you start out at the Big Loss Meter. You can use restroom before the race. Once you get to Arveda, you can go in the Arveda bar and there'll be restrooms there for you as well. And then the next and final place for restrooms is the Powder River Rest Stop. Obviously, it's a rest stop, so you can get your stuff there. We will, we will have um, some volunteers down there with coolers full of good stuff for you, vitamin waters again, and all the good stuff that an aid station provides. Um, so Arveda and the Powder River Rest Stop. That is where support crew, family, friends, all that can drive to and meet you there and cheer you on. So encourage them to, to leave the festival and, and go cheer you on and all that stuff at these locations. Right when you get done at the Powder River Rest Stop, you're gonna go underneath I-90 and you're gonna take a left. You're gonna take the on-ramp. You are actually gonna get on interstate 90 for two and a half miles that will be well marked out um there is a huge shoulder that you can stay on i mean these cars are going to see uh they're going to see the signs in that area and you're going to go only two miles 2.5 miles roughly and then you'll take the exit to the dead horse uh dead horse road so you head east on I-90, and there should be a um, th- there be a volunteer there flagging you to take that exit. So you take that exit to Dead Horse Road. You'll get to the stop sign and take an immediate right, 
and then it curves around to the left and that's where you hit um, the gravel again so you take that gravel from dead horse road i believe it's all the way to shoshone so this is all gravel this is where the grinding really begins there's not a lot of trees there's not it's just pure grinding the gravel for sure um, the scenery is still beautiful there's a ton of wildlife out there um, this is county road it's well maintained so it's not hard packed dirt but um, it's a good time it's a good route so you'll continue south to hit Shoshone and then you'll take a left and you'll head east you're making your way back to Gillette at this time so you continue on and you'll hit the Buffalo Cut Across Road. So this Buffalo Cut Across Road is the gravel road that takes you from Gillette to Buffalo, Wyoming. So you make your way to that and there's another aid station which is 25 miles from the Powder River rest stop. Every single rest stop is no more than 25 miles. So every 25 miles you can get off your bike, take a 10 minute break, refuel yourself, um, grab some water, vitamin water, grab a Coca-Cola. Um, if you're feeling a little drained, get some, get some of that sodium in you. Get, get that in your, in your system and in your bloodstream and you'll be good to go. Um, 136 miles is tough and, and um, you know, it's, it's a little unforgiving. You're going to feel the you're going to feel the burn in your legs for sure. But uh, you hit that last aid station and you are on your way back to town. No doubt about it. Uh, you'll head from that aid station to uh, Force Road. So Force Road takes you back underneath I-90. You do not get back on the interstate. You just go underneath I-90 up Force Road and you're on Montgomery Road. Montgomery Road will lead you right back to Achita. And let me tell you something, every single time I've done the 25 or I've done sections of the 55, when I hit a cheetah road, there is a massive climb. When you take that right off of Montgomery Road, there is a massive climb of, of pavement. It's not too bad. It's, it's pretty easy. But you climb up and then it's just little tiny rolling hills. And I'm telling you, I have flown all the way back to Gillette. I mean, you just fly uh, 30, 35, 40 miles an hour is your average pace getting back to town i mean you are just hauling balls no doubt about it so once you get back to town you um keep going on a cheetah road and the cheetah road at the stoplight turns into first street you just ride that first street all the way back to gillette avenue and that is the finish line right before you turn into the festival at that point you 136 mile racers will receive a free meal from pokies so they will have their food truck right there. Um, you just go up there, tell them your bib number. They'll cross you off. You get your free meal, whatever you want there. Um, there's mead, beer, all that awesome stuff provided by Big Loss Meadery. You can also go into the Montgomery Bar. Um, you can go into the rail yard. These are all um, sponsored locations that are uh, taking, taking part in the festival and the races. So that's how that goes. The 136 is by far the most beautiful route. Yes, it is the most intense. Um, it is definitely expert level cycling distance. So um, be cautious, but it is the most beautiful. The 55 milers, again, starting at 7 a.m. Out front of Big Loss Meadery, they will take a left as well. There is no... Um, pilot car there's nobody leading you out there it's pretty obvious you can download the map if you have strava go to our website energyaddicts.net 
go to um, the triple dot up there in the right hand corner or if you're on a computer you can just click coal country 55 and it'll let you take you to Strava star the the route and um, star that route and then when the race time starts you can just click use route boom you're right there good to go so the 55 you take a left there onto first street you go out to a cheetah road there's no right hand turns there's no left hand turns you go all the way out on a cheetah and then when you get to the y to the montgomery road you're going to take a left i will have a sign there that says 136 right 55 left 25 left so the 55 milers you're going to take a left there onto montgomery road that is where the gravel starts so you have six miles of pavement there and only six miles of pavement back on a cheetah road that's the only pavement the rest is gravel so you take a left there and then you'll wind your way to onto montgomery road there and you'll take a left onto force road and force road will take you underneath i-90 you'll make your way going west a little ways to the very last aid station of the 136 miler you will make it to that aid station get off your bike for five ten minutes um rest up if you don't need to you don't need to but uh if you need to go ahead and get off your bike stand up a little bit um you are out in the out in the sticks so if you have to go to the bathroom go ahead and do so um that's just one of those things it's it's not a restroom facility aid station but uh, i don't think the cows will mind or the pronghorn so anyways that being said that aid station is um a good one it's a wonderful one we're gonna have all sorts of stuff there that one will also have the uncrustables peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for you guys to enjoy let's see then you turn around and come back same way you came turn around and come back and hustle up that's that's all there is to it you just get back get back to the festival get back to the beer get back to the mead get back to all the fun stuff the 25 mile route that one is basically the same uh you haul ass on <laughs> on your way out to cheetah road and then you take a left onto montgomery road and before, right when you get to force road i will have a sign there that is the u-turn that's the turnaround point the only bad thing about the 25 is there is no aid station you must carry everything on you the 25 mile route i really want to encourage the youth of gillette i want to encourage your kids um my, my youngest is nine uh, my oldest is 14 and and um what was that 21.4 uh, 21.4 miles my nine-year-old did with ease with ease it was great he was still riding around the festival there at the dead suite he was riding his bike all over the place he was still ready to go so don't think that your kids can't handle it. Don't think that they can't um, do that long of ride. They can. And while you're out there, encourage them. Encourage them. Don't ever be negative because kids, they feed off that stuff. If you ever whisper or, or give off a vibe of negativity doing anything, your kids feed off of that and then they get scared and worried and, and that's just how it goes. Um, so encourage them. Keep pushing them. Don't push them too hard. Stay with them um, and, and let them know. This, you know. I let my kids know like, hey, I'm uh, 100, 180 pounds, so I'm going to have to get to the bottom of this hill and I'm going to have to climb that hill faster than you. But just know that dad won't leave you or mom or mom won't leave you. When I get to the bottom, I'm going to wait for you. And when I get to the top, I'm going to wait for you. You just ride your race. You enjoy the scenery. You you ride your bike comfortably. Don't worry about catching up to dear old dad or catching up to mommy or, or whatever. 
just just um, ride your race. That's that's what I tell them, and I'll be here right here waiting for you. So, because um, that's what my nine year old was. He was trying to keep up with me climbing the hills, and it was kicking his butt. And he's got asthma. We did have to stop one time, and he had to use the inhaler. So, but I just had to keep t- coaching him and telling him, hey, you know, Dad's not going to leave you. So just uh, take your time. If you got to get off your bike and walk, go ahead. I'm going to wait here and be here for you when you get to the top. So that encourages them. And, um, you know, my son, he's 14. He knocked out the 37-miler. I I uh, injured my back and all that stuff, so I had to miss that race and ended up getting a uh, – that was the Rattlesnake Rally. I ended up getting a um, – oh, a cortisone shot, whatever that kind of shot is they have to give you. So that sucked. But anyways, he did 37 miles by himself. He knocked it out. I mean, he's brave. He's also into a lot of sports. So if my kids can do it, your kids can do it as well. Do not think that um, they can't handle it because kids can do amazing things. And you just won't believe the things that your kids can do. You won't believe it. Trust me on that. Um, let's see here. So so that's really what I want the 25 to do. The 25 miler has the six miles there and the six miles back. So there is 12 miles of it that are pavement. That's just um, the way it is. So having that 25 miles being mostly pavement helps them out even more. Um, it gets their, gets their blood pumping when they hit the gravel. Basically gets them some time on the saddle on some gravel. It gets them ready to set their, themselves up for another event in the Gravel Grinder Series, the Wyoming Gravel Grinder Series. It, it definitely hooks them up. So next year they can check out the Rattlesnake Rally, the Dead Swede, the Savory, the Battle of the Gravel. And you can't do the Wild 131, but um, but every year they can keep improving themselves. Maybe by the year two, year three, they, they'll be ready for the 55-miler here in Gillette. So that's basically it for the Coal Country Gravel Grinder. Um, I think that's it. I think that wraps it up for the show. Go ahead and find me on Instagram Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, all that good stuff at NRG Addicts. You can head on over to our website at www.energyaddicts.net. Episode number four of the Find It, Grind It podcast out of the Energy Addicts studio. I am your host, David Bauer. And no matter where you are, the gravel's out there, my friends. You just got to find it and grind it.